how is everybody? Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. It is absolutely beautiful here. And I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, I love when God connects you with people. Isn't that the best? Especially from a place you didn't want to go to. That's right. I just recently went back to Periscope. Did not want to go. Absolutely kicking and screaming. God started talking to me in the beginning of this whole thing that we're dealing with right now. And he said to me, I'm being very careful of my words. Just, just saying. So you know what I'm talking about. We're just going to have to, you're just going to have to catch me. Okay. So in this process, the Lord was saying, I want you to go back to Periscope. I'm like, I don't want to go back to Periscope. He's like, but I want you to go back to Periscope. I'm like, ah, really? Because there's something about Periscope that, you know, you have people who don't like you and you guys on Facebook love me. And so I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to think about getting ugly, like nasty things being said about me or, or inappropriate things being said about me, but on, on Periscope. Yeah, that's a thing. But God is so faithful. But what he did is he actually opened up a door. And what I mean by that is he opened up a door to some incredible individuals, people who I've started to listen to that I got so drawn into. And I said, hey, we are like minded. I think it's time that we connect and we do something together. And that is my first guest, my first guest from Periscope, because she's not going to be my last and she's going to be back again. because She wrote another book she's a busy busy woman okay so andrea joy <laughs> andrea joy moody um is on periscope and she is she is like spitfire and fun all wrapped up in one so she's definitely somebody that i'd like to hang out with so i'm gonna bring you bring her on and we're gonna just see what you guys think of andrea joy so here she comes hi andrea how are you thank you so much hi. for coming on touch by prayer <laughs> I'm excellent. You have so much energy. You have more energy than 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 I have. So I'm just going to feedback right on that. Well, I'm going to say this. I just have more energy because I'm not dealing with a bunch of little kids. When you're dealing with kids, right? <laughs> yeah, they just kind of siphoned it out of me today. They well, you know, and that's that's what kids do. You know, that's their job. They they they're, they're like a big uh, suck factory. They just kind of suck the life out of you for a while. <laughs> I'm gonna take that. They're a suck factory. They, they are a suck factory, but just for a little while because then they go through different yeah. stages and then there's stages where they want nothing to do with you at all. So, you know, you also have that too. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so excited because all right, so the way that that I do things, and, and Andrea and I are just kind of getting. And do you prefer Andrea Joy or just Andrea? Uh, just Andrea. Okay. So, so the way that that I I do things, and Andrea's starting to learn this. She's like, you said that. <laughs> it's like I ask the Lord, Lord, what should I talk about? And He'll either sing a song to me, or He'll show me something from a television show, or or He'll give me something, you know, kind of wacky, you know, to say, a little wackadoodle uh, thing to say. And so, so yesterday he wanted me to talk about the, um, the event that is taking place in a state where people have kind of sequestered areas and have taken it over as their own. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to say that. We're just right. going to say that. It's a lot of words, but that's okay because we we yeah. want to make sure that we're still live and uh and uh, definitely guys share the broadcast cuz th- we're going to talk about some stuff. I think it's pretty we're pretty safe here on Facebook, but we're just going to say. Um so we started to talk. I started talking about it and the Lord started to show me how um how Chaz at the time, uh Chaz Bono at the time was dealing with an orphan spirit. And one of the things that God kind of talked to me about was that as an, or when you have that orphan spirit, there's that, it's really based in a, a, a rebellious spirit. And the spirit of rebellion is like witchcraft. So we're kind of dealing with a, a lot of stuff, but I, I did this and then you said you were going to do something. And I said, hey, let's let let's talk about it. Let's talk about yeah. it. So. Let's let's talk about the orphan spirit. And why don't you first, before we even get into it, why don't you just give people a little bit of a background of who and how amazing you are? <laughs> I am completely amazing. Yes, you uh, are. <laughs> I. Uh, oh, goodness. Am I? Are you still there? Lisa, I don't see you. I'm still here. You're back. Yep. Um, Stayed home with my kids about 10 years ago. Before that, I had a career as a CPA. Um, I wanted to take over the world. I'm as type A as they get, and God said, stay home. So uh, for the last 10 years, I've been staying home, and he kind of had me start writing some books and blogging and speaking, and it's it's just kind of been this thing I've been doing on the side along with obediently staying home and raising my kids. But I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, man, I miss working. Like, I miss working, Jesus. When is that season going to come back? But uh, but my heart is to see people just get to know him. In my years as a stay-at-home mom, I got to know God better than... I could ever have imagined and I never take back this time. And so um, my goal is to kind of break the religious bondage off of how people see God, to get out of the church box and to get to know him as father. We're going to be talking about that tonight, but also as husband, also as best friend. Also, I mean, you talk about dancing with Jesus all the time. Um, he is our audience of one. He's the one that we are going to be united with forever. And and all of our other relationships are going to pale in comparison in eternity. So why not start now? Let's get to know him now. Absolutely. You know? And um, okay. So let's talk about how you, because this, the book that you wrote, which um we're going to talk about a little later because we we don't want to get sidetracked, but I just kind of feel like um, this book is called Misunderstood. So I I have my copy, you have your copy, but it's really, uh, it's like a 10 week kind of a devotional, or as you said, a 10 week journey. And when I looked at it, I said, oh no, this is a 10 week transformation of taking you from religion into relationship. So any person that you know, who needs to get into relationship, this is a great way for them to do it because it's you're spoon feeding people to help them to see their identity. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's that book was birthed out of a um, very painful misunderstanding in church. We got thrown out of the church, completely thrown out. I, well, not to come that happened to me too. So <laughs> we got something else. Oh, okay. Praying medic says, if you haven't been thrown out of church yet, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love but, Dave. Uh, I was sitting in the kitchen like, God, this, this hurts. I I have no recourse. It hurts. And I feel so misunderstood. And he just said, how do you think I feel? Mm. How many thousands of years, how many millions, billions of people that misunderstand my heart? And it was like, okay, there's the assignment. So awesome. Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit 
Okay. We're because we we're both on Twitter. Right. We're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I'm gonna really try to keep it, you know. But okay. You did so much. You I did know so much. this is this is the thing. Okay. The, the, there's a beauty of Twitter that a lot of people haven't realized. And in the beauty of Twitter is that you can kind of you can kind of go in and have like a completely different and speak all the stuff you really want to say that you can't say on Facebook. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right? It's, it's like, it's, like it's, my safe space. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know what it is? Do you remember do you remember that that uh that television show where they all lived in the in that house together, right? There were all yeah. these crazy people living in a house together. I forget what it was called. What was it? Big brother? Big yes, big brother. Do you remember they had the confessional? <laughs> Twitter is the confessional. <laughs> Twitter is the I professional. If they kill Twitter, I might cry. Oh, I don't think they will because the, this is the thing. The truth has to come out there. I mean, look, they, they even had the X-Files and there was there was truth in that. I mean, <laughs> you can't escape the truth. I'm just saying. It's going to come out one it's way or the other. It's going to come out one way or the other. Okay, so, so we're looking at a lot of stuff right now and we're dealing with a lot of stuff right now. And some of the things that we're we're dealing with as um, as Americans, the first thing that we're dealing with, and you and I had a private conversation to kind of get to know each other, and we kind of talked about the wounding and the trauma that our country has gone through. That's the yeah. first thing. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so why don't yeah. you kind of give me um, give me like your side of like what some of the things that you're seeing. And I'm gonna actually give you full screen. I'm I'm still here, so just keep talking. Okay, <laughs> I'm learning all the ways of Lisa. Ah, there and, you go. You There's know, many. <laughs> my friend, uh, Bible study partner, neighbor, just general sister. Uh, she felt really impressed to have a prayer meeting in downtown San Antonio, and so we've been going down there and praying and just releasing peace. Um, and just uh, it's and it's this beautiful multi-ethnic group, right? There's black people, there's Hispanic people, there's Caucasian people, all the white bread people like me. But uh, but we've been having these really great prayer meetings. And, you know, you're going like, God, like, let's get to the heart of the matter. What's really going on? You know, we can talk about the symptoms. We can talk about the circumstances. But what what is the root? What's going on? And all of a sudden I heard him say, and I might end up crying if I go too far down this road because I started bawling um, yesterday morning when it hit me. He said, I don't have orphans, Andrea. I don't have orphans. And I'm looking down on the earth and I see, I just see the orphan spirit just running rampant. It's this grasping, desperate posture where you're alone. No one's going to stand up for you, but you. And it's like, you see it on you know, both sides of the aisle, um, every demographic you could imagine. I just feel like people are in this posture where they feel like <laughs> if they don't do it themselves, they're alone. I was laughing. I remember cutting out a little quote in high school that said, do it yourself. Just like, kind of like you were saying, just, it's kind of, there's some rebellion in there, but it's ultimately rooted in wounding that says I'm alone and, and I'm desperate and I'm grasping. And if I don't make this happen and, and he, I just felt his heart so broken because he said, I don't have orphans. 
I don't have orphans. If only they they knew me as father. Um, and that that's, that's at the root of, of a lot of the pain we're seeing. Um, you know, we can get into the political side of why things are happening and the money that's funneling what's happening. I'm going to try not to use keywords either. But ultimately, there's this wounding and there's this pain and desperation because people don't know him as good father, as a good dad, you know, and his heart is just looking down going, I don't have orphans. They're not orphans, but they feel like they feel like they are. And how many times is it? It's all wrapped up in, in what we're feeling, you know, not truth. So. And that's exactly how I feel. It's been like I'm watching this stuff play out and I'm like. Okay, what am I, you know, especially when it comes to the church, we, there's a, a part of us and, 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 it, and it's a, a significant part yeah, that yeah. still feels that we have to depend on man in politics or whoever to be our protector, to make things safe for us, to make, a, make things great for us. Oh, I didn't mean to say that, but it just kind of happened. <laughs> but I'm just, <laughs> Ooh, holy spirits. <laughs> there, there is a danger. There is a danger to the ditch of politics. Right? For sure, and you get it. Okay. Yeah. Now, now I have been taught and biblically taught that we are supposed to pray for our leaders. So regardless of whether I like them or not, I pray for them. Now, if I like them a lot, I probably pray for them more. Just saying. Right. So our current administration, I pray a lot. And God has <laughs> has really kind of put this like, I don't know, um, this like, I, he's kind of joined my hands with him on this mm -hmm. because I feel that there's there's something and it was it was interesting. So our president just had his birthday. And one of the things I, I sent him a, a tweet, just wishing him a happy birthday. And it was interesting what came out was that I, I, I pray that that you continue that God continually holds your hand and guides you through the next phase. Amen. Because yeah. that's what I saw. Yeah. And that's the way that it should be. And if we look at Daniel, we can look at how Daniel was able to, to change King Nebuchadnezzar into someone who didn't believe in God and was doing very unrighteous things. And he brought him into a place where he started to worship the same God as Daniel. There is power in what we do, but there is also a difference. Daniel knew who he belonged to. He wasn't an orphan. Right. He knew that God saw him. He knew that God spoke to him. He knew that God was with him. He was yeah. not an orphan. But yet our churches have this mentality that, that you know, everything's going to fall apart because man's not doing the right thing. And God's like, uh... I have the playbook. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have, I have you. Right. So where do you think we've, we've missed this? Well, no. And it's funny. You're saying like the, the church situation that I mentioned earlier, the church was being led by an orphan. He was acting out of wounding by throwing us out because he felt insecure and scared and all of that. Um, I, I ultimately think it's just, it's, people have not taken the time to get to know the heart of God for themselves. You yes. know, they've, they've let him stay kind of at that, at that distance. But when you let him stay at that distance, you never feel his care. 
Yes. You never get to know his personality. You know what I mean? And I mean, I grew up in religion and Christian school and, and I wanted God to stay right there because I didn't trust him, you know? And so like, it's interesting. It's like, what makes people flip the switch? Have you ever thought about this? What makes people flip the switch to let God in? Are they at rock bottom and desperate? Do you know what I mean? Do, how many times do you see people go after God, like just of their own unction? Unfortunately, a lot of the times it's when we're at rock bottom. I mean, I know it was for me, right? I went out and did all the sin I could find, I tell people. And then at rock bottom, I thought, I'm going to try God again for myself. And I went after him with everything I had. Um, but I think people aren't desperate enough for him. They're too comfortable, perhaps. And as painful as the shaking is in our country, I mean, that's what I was praying as we were looping San Antonio. Was it's just like God, like, break in as good father mm. in our desperation mm -hmm. as people hit their knees don't let them run to a political party mm -hmm. don't let them run to their job or their significant other let them run to you good father because once you pull off the trappings of religion and get to know him you'll never be an orphan again that's right you'll never be an orphan again. that's so good and so we can also say like we sing these songs like you were saying good good father you know, yeah. it's who you are. We sing, it's who you are, you know? But how many people really believe it? Like, if he's a good father, why is everybody freaking out? I'm just saying. <laughs> you know? I mean, because we say, what's that scripture that says you, you say you it with say, your mouth? But, but their hearts are far from me. Mm -hmm. You got that. And so, so we're, we're, you know, this is the thing. And this is where, where I get, like, feisty. I get really feisty because I'm, I'm looking at, at what is happening and I'm seeing the injustice of it. I'm seeing the, the craziness of it and I'm seeing the violence in it and the hate in it and I'm seeing all the, the demonic in it. But then God said, I want you to look and I want you to see what I'm seeing. That's when I saw the orphans. That's when I went, oh my gosh, they're the lost boys from Peter Pan. They're a yes, bunch sure. of lost children. Share your Peter Pan for people who weren't on. Oh, okay. So what the Lord started to talk to me is he said that that there are children who have that orphan spirit or their rebellious spirit. Sometimes it's a rebellious. And I don't mean children. I, these could be adults. This could be a seven-year-old. I'm just saying. Um, what God started to show me is he said that they were lost boys, just like from Peter Pan. And he started to show me about how Peter Pan if you read the book or if you've read the book that Peter Pan would go to the police station because then nannies would put the children and they would take the children out to the park. And what would sometimes happen is the children would climb out of the, the prams, out of the, the carriages, <clears throat> mostly the boys. Girls usually didn't do that. They pretty, <laughs> they stayed put, but they climbed out and what happened is the police would come and take them and they would bring them to the police station waiting for the parent to come and get them. But if the parent didn't come and get them, it said that Peter Pan would come and take them and bring them to Neverland where they would never have to grow up. And think about it. I mean, I won't grow up. I won't grow up. I don't want to go to bed. I mean, you know, what are we watching? Come on. Half of the right. stuff that we're watching, we're dealing with with these individuals who never felt that their parent cared for them or loved right. them. They right. felt like they've been just abandoned. And the other thing that the Lord started talking to me, and the reason he started to talk to me about the Lost Boys is he started to talk to me about Wendy. And he said that Wendy 
would read to her brothers and Peter Pan would come and he would listen. And he liked the way that Wendy sounded and he liked the way that Wendy was very nurturing and very protective. And she was, she was a comforting. And, and so he said to her, he said, Wendy, why don't you come to Neverland and you could be their mother. You could be our mother. And so he took Wendy and her brothers and took them to Neverland where Wendy was going to mother them. What the Lord started to show me is he said that because Wendy loved them so well, that some of them actually came back to England and were able to grow up and Amen. to fulfill their destiny. See, when well, we understand that a father's blessing helps us yeah. to get into our destiny, that's what a father blessing does. But yeah. do you know what a mother's blessing does? A mother's blessing gives you your identity. Yeah. Because if you've been rejected by your mother, and I'm not saying that, you know, you're discarded all the time, but sometimes there's a disconnect. Sometimes there's wounds. Sometimes there's hurts. And if you don't have a good idea of who you are, that orphan spirit can kind of come in and can control you. Right. Well, and as you're sitting there talking about like being disconnected from the mother and father, you think about and, and I am not, I love church. I, we are church people. But like, if you think about what has church has been doing over the last couple of decades, have they been really reconnecting people with God's heart, you know, which is really what they should, that's, that's their ultimate, or are they teaching them principles, you know, and making them feel like they've come in and checked their box. But like, are they really rebuilding that heart trust and connection with their perfect parent? They're absolutely perfect parent um, who's waiting for them to come home. You know, um, I feel like that that part of that part of the Western church, the intimacy uh, has just it's it's been missing. And and so many people are out there with principles, but their heart is far from God. Mm. And like you're saying, like God is both our the perfect mother and the perfect that's father. Right. And that the smile of his blessing. That's why I love that. You know, the what's the the. Um, the Jewish blessing and do oh, may right? his face shine upon you. May his that that uh, may his uh, face shine upon you. May uh, may goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your. I don't I don't know it, but Rabbi right. Kurt Schneider used to say it at every <laughs> at the close of every other thing. Reflection yes. of your perfect father's face. Like there is so much yes. there. Um, and uh, I feel like, you know, Lance Wallen talks a lot about how we're shifting to an era of a micro church. And I pray that so because I feel like that probably is an environment where people are going to get discipled more into this relational aspect instead of hitting the principles, hitting the points. I know you I know, you know, my heart on that. Well, the, OK, the other thing, too, is that sometimes the church just is looking for our gifts. They're not yeah. looking to cultivate, you know, what's really inside of us. They're not trying to say, you know what, Lisa, you, you have this gift, but, but you know what, this still looks like it might need some, need a tune up or this might need to be healed. That's good. That's good. You know, and if, if you have a mega church and this is not against any pastors, I'm not picking, I'm just saying, but if you have a mega church, you're, you're not being, you're not able to pastor it. Like you're going to have to have like other pastors who can pastor because you know, if you have so many people that you don't know what to do, then right. you got a problem. Right. Because the pastor's heart is a one-on-one -on -one thing. Right. Like when when a pastor reaches somebody and sees their heart, they stop for the one. That's what Jesus did. Jesus yeah. went and sailed over to Gadarene to go and find the demoniac. 
that yeah. breaks me. That breaks yeah. me. And we we're sitting here and we're in this place where we're not willing. We don't want to leave everything to go for the one. And that's kind of what I feel happened with me yeah. and and Periscope. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of leaving my comfy zone of, of, of Facebook. But yeah. there was something that the Lord was like, no, I want. And I think there's more people because God's. I've been talking to people that I did this. And it's funny. They're like, that's funny you said that because God's been talking to me about it because of what it's like over there. But if you can feed and you feed so many, Andrea, you feed so many. You pray for them. You love on them. You encourage them. You're, you have the heart of the Father. So they're going to be able to kind of move into a closer relationship. But if you don't see that, and if you've had bad relationships with your mother or your father, it's hard for you to trust God. Yeah. Well, and it's funny when you were, <clears throat> when you were talking about the mega church and getting the heart connection. It's like whenever I meet somebody and they're going through a hard time, my first instinct is never invite them to church ever. <laughs> it's always, I want to get them a prayer appointment. Like whatever the house of prayer is in town, they need to touch the heart of God and God needs to touch their heart. And the quickest way I know to do that is a, a prayer appointment at the house of prayer, you know? And like coming to church later is great for community and discipleship, but sometimes that first crack in, it's just, it's gotta be to get at our heart. So I would encourage anybody who's listening, if you're, if you're listening to us and thinking, how do I even do this? Um, to look for a house of prayer in your area, they are everywhere. Mm. Um, it, and it is very much a ministry that is devoted to, to getting, getting yourself out of the way and getting your heart reconnected to God. Absolutely. Amy Rogers came in for the win. Thank you, Amy. It's uh, when you were talking, when you're talking about Deuteronomy, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his there face shine upon you and give you peace. See, Amen. She, always, she always has my back. That's why I love my Amy. Um, okay. I want to, I want to release that over people. Real fast. Oh yes, please. Uh, this is, you do, you do exactly what you're supposed to do. There is, there are no rules here. There are no rules here. Well, because you do just breeze right through it. So I'm like, I think we, I want to, I want to release that a little Good. bit more for people. Okay. Pull it up. Father, we just, yeah, I'm just going to really fast and then we'll keep going. Father, we just thank you that um, it is your heart to bless. It is your heart to keep. It is your heart for your face to shine, to shine upon every person on this planet. You don't make orphans. Mom. You don't make orphans. And you are right there waiting. So, Father, we just, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you break through. Holy Spirit, break in. Let your face shine upon them and let them feel the peace and the shalom of heaven right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that um, there's no distance in the Spirit. Everything you're pouring out, you can do a million things at once. So, God, we thank you that that blessing from Deuteronomy goes forth tonight for every person who sees us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a lot of prayer. Just let you guys know. Because Andrea likes to pray. <laughs> and that's what I love well, about and you. The name of your program is Touched by Prayer. Come on. Um, okay. So, so here we are. You know, we're, we're dealing... We're dealing with a lot of stuff. And if you, we were starting to talk about the orphan spirit. Well, what are some of the things that an orphan spirit thinks? Well, an orphan spirit thinks, kind of deals with all the fear factors that they are afraid they're not going to have enough. They're afraid that they have to provide for themselves. They're afraid that they're going to be hurt. They're afraid that they're going to be rejected. 
they're afraid. It's, it's just like if you kind of look at the um, the the seven sins, <laughs> you know, seven deadly sins. Yeah, they're they're kind of gluttony. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of it, you know, jealousy, all of that. That's that's all from that orphan spirit. But sonship, and if we if we really look, it's funny if you look at the parable with the prodigal son. You know, you would think that that the the, the prodigal, when he ran away, you would think, well, no, oh, he had the orphan spirit. Mm -mm. That's not who had it. It was his brother. It was his brother who stayed. He had the orphan <laughs> spirit. Because as yep. soon as his brother came back, what did he say? Hey, 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 how come I don't have a party? Oh, wait, why are you, why are you killing the fatted cat for me? What, 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 how, what about me? Yeah. That's an orphan spirit. Yeah. When you have to worry about you because yeah. you don't think you're being heard, you don't come think on. you're being seen, you're dealing with an orphan spirit. Because God says, he goes, I've called you by name. I've called you by name. He knows your name. He knows your name. He says, I see you. I know the number of hairs on your head. I collect your tears. This is a father who is not distant. This is not a father who, who takes care of you from, from, you know, or sends somebody else to do his business. Oh, no, no, no. This is a papa who, when you decided to turn around and come back from your sinful ways because you found yourself in the pig pen, that's the father. God is the father. He gets up off of his throne and comes running to you. Yes, I said Amen. it. The God Amen. who created everything is willing to get off of his throne and come and rescue you. Oh, wait, he did that. He sent Jesus. Come on. He sent Jesus because Amen. he took on flesh, got rid of his came off of his throne and came down and went after each and every person. And the interesting thing, if you watch the, do you watch The Chosen, Andrea? I haven't seen it. I know it's all the rage. Oh, you got to watch The My Chosen. My free time is very limited. We're going to have to work on that. I mean, it's eight episodes. It's eight episodes and it's going to change you. It is going to change you. But this is, this is the, um, the thing is that every single person that Jesus calls for his disciple, he calls them by name and then tells them who they belong to. Come on. Yeah. So when he says, Matthew, son of, Al uh, I can't even think, uh, son of, a uh, a uh, athe uh, not atheist, <laughs> but he says, he says his father's name. He says his I father's like, name. If you, if you know that, I was going to be super impressed. Alfie, uh, wait, uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking. I've I've seen it enough times. I can't memorize. Things. <laughs> to know where you come from. You got to know. That's Period. right. That's yes. right. And he knows your lineage. And to even put in a little bit more perspective, that everything that we're doing right now, our parents yeah. and the people, guess what? We signed up for it. We said, okay. Yes, you were talking about that the other day. Before we left heaven to come here, because we were created, you know, we've always been with God, right? We, we right. were here in his heart. And he said, oh, I'm going to create, I'm going to create an Andrea. Wait, 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 <laughs> just wait till you see what I'm doing. Just wait. And so the day that you were born, Larry Randolph talks about this. When, I, when he talks about it, I cry every time. He says, you were a dream in God's heart. And he said, and when you came into this world, God watched you being born. 
And he looked at you and he went, oh, isn't she perfect? She's exactly what I dreamed. Everything, everything about her is just perfection. Yep, that's my Andrea. And you can take that and you can say that to yourself. And you can say, that's how the father sees me. See, I'm a daddy's girl. I almost did that today. I'm a daddy's girl. And that's, gonna, that's coming up. Because people don't understand that when, when I first started to call God daddy, I had a lot of strange looks. Just saying. <laughs> you were a forerunner. Yeah, people were like, why does she call him daddy? And I, and, I, and I said, oh, how sad. They see God as the, the ruler and the judge sitting on a throne saying, you live, you die, you have a good life, you have a bad life. They don't yeah, see let him. Me, let, me that. let me read that scripture. Yeah. Because that's what. That scripture I told you when we were starting. <clears throat> so if y'all have never read, read the book of Hosea, it is a powerful analogy of how God comes after us, right? Um, it's the story Some of a about prophet. You. It's the story of a prophet that uh -huh. God instructed to marry a prostitute who was unfaithful. And this picture is just of God's faithfulness to us. So in Hosea chapter two, if you go down to verse 16, <laughs> this verse for me, so many people are still looking at God like she's saying, like the taskmaster, the, the big power up in the sky. And um, this book breaks that stereotype. It just absolutely breaks it. But this one verse, it says, when that day comes, says the Lord, you will call me my husband instead of my master. Um, I've heard somebody teach before that we kind of go on a progression of getting to know God as, you know, Lord, as Savior, as friend, and eventually to husband. We're called the bride of Christ. That is a very intimate love. That is a one and only kind of love, right? But how many of us are still calling him master? And he's saying, when that day comes, you're going to call me husband. You will no longer call me master. Um, and, you know, Growing up, that was the thing for me. I still saw him as master. And I remember saying with my mouth, that isn't a God I want to serve. Like I didn't want any part of it because I didn't want a God that I called master. And so I ran away. <laughs> and then when I came back, I got to know him as friend. I got to know him as daddy. And I got to know him as husband. Yes, I said it. Oh, come on. We're going to we're going to talk about that because if you don't, there, but there's different sides. Like there was... <laughs> there, there was, um, there was a time I was spending a lot of time with Jesus. I was just spending a lot of time with Jesus. And yeah. And I, 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 I said to the Lord, I said, I go, daddy, I'm so sorry. I've been spending so much time with Jesus. And he said, Lisa, <laughs> he said, it's okay. He said, sometimes you need a husband. Sometimes you need a brother. He said, sometimes you need a father. Sometimes you need a protector. Sometimes you need a mother. Sometimes you need a comforter. Sometimes you need a sister. He said, and sometimes you need a friend. Mm. He said, we are all of those things. So we can yeah. be all of those things for you. Amen. Amen. So it depends on where we are. That's why there are some people who have, like I have a super, super close relationship with God the Father. And Jesus was a little uncomfortable for me. And it's not that I didn't love him, but it was that I just felt awkward around him because I couldn't see him as yeah. like, you know, the love, great love of my life. I couldn't see that. I was like, yeah, he's my brother, but like, this is getting kind of weird, you know? But, but when I danced with him, that's when it shifted. That's when it changed. That's when yeah. God started to 
you know, and before that, even God started to talk to me about desire. You know, God wants us to desire him. Right. And you think about desire as being very sexual and it's not, we've perverted it. Yeah. True desire. Well, we desire food. We desire entertainment. Absolutely. Such the enemy to try to flush this whole thing. But anyway, go ahead. But if we, if we can desire that intimacy, see, that's the whole thing. The more intimate, the more willing that we're, the more willing we are to come into that place of intimacy with the Lord, the better yeah. our relationship is going to be. But more importantly, the more structured and more found, like we're going to have a stronger foundation in ourselves here on right. earth where we're not going to be looking at what craziness is going to be coming from the news any minute, any day, any second. Okay, so I, as you were talking, I felt like God said we should share our aha moments. Oh, I love that. So, so like aha moments when all of a sudden your perspective, so you said you were the dancing with Jesus. Like those moments where all of a sudden it was just, and most of the time, not, not most of the time, probably all the time, it's when you're alone with God. So that's step one for getting to know him, right? Is you gotta get alone. But, um, but I have two that I felt like he just said to share just a moment ago. So um, when we're talking about getting to know God the Father, getting to know Jesus, getting to know Holy Spirit. Uh, one time I was in my closet and I was face down worshiping as we sometimes do. Um, God is holy. We are going to fall before him when we get to heaven. But he's also our dad, right? There's multiple facets. So anyway, I was, I was just laying on my closet. This was probably 10 years ago, face down. And God said, turn over, like I wanna see your face. And it was, it was, it was like, it was a revelation of God the Father for me in that moment. It was, it was like, every single moment of worship is not, oh, holy, 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 holy. <laughs> <laughs> turn over, I wanna see your face. And it's such a small little shift, guys, but it happened when I got alone, when I was intentional about it. Um, the thing that happened for me with Jesus, I was on a run probably a few years after that, and I was running and I had my iPod on shuffle. That's how long ago it was. Wow. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. We're old and we know it. <laughs> yeah, but we look fabulous. We do look fabulous. Yeah, yeah. So I came over, I came over and I just, I want you guys to hear the aha moments because this is how God speaks. He's real, he's, he's active in your life and it, just don't, don't miss the glimpses. So I was going for a run, I came over a hill and there was this gorgeous sunset. The song that comes on is it's Tim McGraw and it's called She's My Kind of Rain. And I've always loved that song, but let's be honest, like what kind of human love satisfies those crazy over the top uh, metaphorical love songs? It, the human love just can't satisfy it. Mm -hmm. So I come over and I've always loved that song. I come over the hill. It's like he painted this sunrise just for me. And this song came on that has always grabbed my heart. And it was like all of a sudden I knew him as Jesus, my love. Like, mm -hmm. Jesus, my love, he painted this sunrise for me. And these words that have always grabbed my heart and I didn't know why came on in that moment. Oh, I love that. I love that. Do you have the lyrics to that, to that song? You should do that um, with a sunrise. I should. She's my kind of rain, like love in a something sky, like confetti falling down at night. Oh, I love that. That's very, <laughs> see, there We're you go. No, but, but you know what? That's, that's the fun factor. Jesus yeah, is yeah, fun. Totally. Jesus is fun. I've had more fun with Jesus 
And when when he first started to kind of talk with me and he said, we're going to go out and we're going to have fun. I like to have fun. I'm thinking, oh, that must be me because I like to have fun. <laughs> like, right. you don't think that, well, Jesus likes that. No, Jesus so likes to have fun. Again, yeah. you need to watch The Chosen because the guy who portrays Jesus is he, he is, he really does become Jesus. Like, not only does he kind of look like him, like strongly, but his mannerisms and the things that he does, I'm like, oh, that's like Jesus. It's <laughs> like freaking out. Um, but, but I do want to, I do want to say that when, when God started to shift my perspective about how that He was my protector, this was my aha moment. I was going through a really hard time, and I was sitting on the couch, and I was, I was crying. I was just crying out to Him because I was just so broken. And I heard Him, and He said, "I see you." And he said it again. I see you. Yeah. I see you in your pain. I see you in your brokenness. I see you in your confusion. I see you in your hurt. I see you in your in your despair. I see you in your unknowing. I see you in your fear. I see you. That's when I started to see God as protector. I didn't never... Like I always knew he would protect me, but that's when I really had that aha yeah, moment, so you know, and everybody has their aha moment. They're, they're come. It's when I say come to Jesus moment, I don't mean you've given your life because people will right. say that. I mean, come to Jesus and know who he is. Well, and people say the come to Jesus moment, like a negative thing, mm -hmm. like, like, you, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. painted negatively. Just like, you know what else bothers me? Acts of God. Mm -hmm. They call they call these things acts of God, like tornadoes and stuff. And I'm like, this is, this is what's the word? Slander against mm -hmm. God's character. Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. people say come to Jesus. They paint it as this negative thing. Yep. Like a come to Jesus moment looks like what we've been talking about. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh -huh. Because if you, if you remember when you met your husband, the first time that you caught, caught, sight of him the first time that it clicked like oh my gosh wait a second or the first time he could have been around you all the time like that was my husband like we were friends and i was like yeah perna yeah no he's not my type <laughs> i'm being real <laughs> but then something shifted inside of me and i woke up and i saw him like i never saw him before so good and I've been with him since that day. Oh, I got chills. And that's it, a word for summer. And that that's and let me tell you something. Sometimes it's a hard it's hard to stand. Sometimes it's hard to stay. Because it doesn't always look like a, a fairy tale, even though I had a Cinderella wedding. But there's yeah, well, but there's something about God started talking to me about love endures all things. And when we look at, at what is happening right now, we're going, we're coming to a place where the rubber meets the road. Can we endure what we're going through and still believe wow. Wow. that yeah. God is going to be good, that we are going to see his goodness in, in this? Yeah. Can we endure through the disappointments and through the financial setbacks, but still know that he's on the throne and he is going to repay us? Can we endure with yeah. joy? 
and we're told, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, right. can we endure? How are we? How are we going through these things? Because as we become, as we start to be stretched with our endurance, we are going to feel like it's painful and it's terrible and it's awful. But what happens is that once you kind of stretch and you start building up those muscles, muscles that you never knew you had, guess what? You're ready for the next level. Amen. Because if you go into a gym, you can't lift up 250 pounds unless you've been stretched to do it. Right. And each time you've done it, you you started off little, 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 and each time a little bit more weight, little bit more weight. Well, this is where the rubber meets the road right here. Cause there's going to be a lot of people who are going to fall away because yeah. they don't trust and believe that God is yeah. going to be good in this. Yeah. Well, and back to your original, back to your original point about the, the orphan, um, they haven't, they're, they're still looking at God for what he's providing instead of knowing his heart as father. Right. And that's how, that's how you get shaken is when you haven't really gotten to his heart then circumstances dictate what you think about him, which makes it, you know, like when stuff, I don't know how many people, how many people that I love, that I love, that I love have gotten so angry at God and shake their fist at the heavens because he didn't do things exactly the way they wanted. Their love to him was tied based on what he did, right? It was totally this uh, master servant relationship, right? As opposed to when your heart gets to know him, you trust. It's like if tonight is peas for dinner, I trust you, Dad. That's what we need because I'm so well loved. Mm-hmm. That's what I need tonight. I trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many people have never, they don't, it's like when cracking, people haven't cracked their heart open to God, right? Mm-hmm. It's still like very close. Oh, that's a, and so that's good. Everything that, everything that, that, comes at them, dict- outside stuff dictates how they think of him because their heart hasn't been open to his love. Um, Cause when that's filled up, the outside stuff just doesn't matter. I mean, that is the most freeing thing. I was laughing. Somebody was talking to me about the rapture and how they wish they were just out of here. Oh, I was talking about that today. And I thought, <laughs> and I thought I'm gonna be very glad to be there eventually, but what's on the outside doesn't matter because this relationship has started now mm. and it's gonna continue then, right? But the outside stuff, it begins to fade and, I it I feel like it might this might sound a little difficult for people who are who haven't started down this journey. So how do you think we simplify it? How do you think people start down this road of getting to know his heart to where to where their opinion of him isn't so colored by circumstances, you know? Well, to where they don't fall away when things get hard. How do you start down this road? Cuz you and I are far down there. Oh yeah. Right? But and that's that's the whole thing. My road with God started when I was like 5 uh, uh maybe six years old. That's when I trusted God to heal my brother who who took my, got uh, my dad's, uh, what's it called? Um, he got his, uh, um, uh, blood, not blood pressure, he got his tranquilizers. My dad had tranquilizers and so my little brother swallowed them. And so they scooped them up and they took them. And I was little, I was like seven years old and I was praying and I was believing and I was like, oh, and he was fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, God heard me. Yeah. So that yeah. that's for me. But what I for, for somebody who's because I've taught I, I, I've taught I've, I've had some <laughs> conversations with some people and I, I've had 
<laughs> I've had to, I'll never forget. I'm going to tell you this one story. Oh, it's such a good story because the Lord just showed it to me. Okay. So there was this woman, she was dealing with anorexia and witchcraft. And, um, and so she was really afraid because she was trying to come out of the witchcraft. And I, and, and so at first I was like, um, I'll wait till I get somebody to come pray with me. <laughs> I'm not going to do this alone. I didn't know what kind of, I didn't know if there was going to be a manifestation and I, I was a little afraid. But what what happened is we were able to do it. And the Lord just really kind of was like, I'm here with you. And I'm like, all right. So we did it. And then I, he showed me, he goes, bring her to a mirror. And I'm like, oh, I said, you know what? God is, is showing me that you're supposed to look in a mirror. Now, this is the thing. People who have anorexia don't look at mirrors. They hate it. They have such a bad body image. Wow. They don't like it. I didn't realize that until after. Because some, oh, no. oh, I didn't know. So, so I go. You probably wouldn't have obeyed. I, so I probably I wouldn't. I would have been like, oh, that would have been too traumatic. So, so I'm looking for a mirror, and I was going to take her into the bathroom, and there's this huge mirror right by the because we were at a uh, spa, and there's this huge mirror right by the reception desk. So I take her over there, and I said, okay, I want you to look into the mirror, and she's like, okay, and so I have my hand on her, and I'm praying in the spirit, and I'm like, okay what do you see? And she's like, nothing. And then all of a sudden I saw in my vision, I saw that she was going to see Jesus. And I said, mm. okay, keep looking. And then I said, what do you see? She goes, I see Jesus. I'm like, get the heck out. I haven't even seen Jesus. <laughs> At that point I didn't. And so I, and so the Lord showed me, he said that he was smiling at her. Yeah. And I said, what is he doing? She goes, he's smiling at me. And, and she didn't want to look and she was crying. And I said, do you see that what you're seeing, the reflection that you're seeing that you don't like to look at is actually the reflection of Jesus who's wow. looking at you and seeing your beauty and seeing yeah. your heart and seeing how much he loves you. And does he look disappointed in you? Does he look disappointed in you? And she said, no. And the crazy part, the crazy part after that, because I talked to her like a couple months later, I saw her again. And uh, she says, you know, it's very, it's very aggravating. And I said, what's that? She goes, well, sometimes I have to go into the mirror. She still doesn't like to look in the mirror. And she goes, and I said, and do you see Jesus? She goes, sometimes. And I go, sometimes? She goes, okay, yes, I see him. I said, you still see him? She goes, yes. I go right away. She goes, no, that's the problem. Because I think that he's not going to show. And so I'm just about to go. And that's when he shows up. And so she's just there because she's waiting for him to show up. Because is he going to show up yeah. again? So she's staying. And so the Lord said to me, he goes, I'm teaching her to look at her reflection. And then I'm rewarding her by seeing me. Wow. Mm -hmm. But it's building up her endurance. Right, right, right. to see herself right and so this is someone who didn't think that jesus cared about her or loved her or could see yeah. her even in the pit of her stuff right but yet there he was yeah. and i was like what did he look like <laughs> because she goes you haven't seen him and i said no she goes you haven't seen i said no i could only see him from the neck i only saw him from the neck down at that point but it was it was not too long after that that I finally got to to see him. But I yeah. was like, "What the heck, man?" 
this is not fair. This Jesus. is not fair. Exactly. So anyway, so that's that's just one way. Yeah. See, God will meet us wherever we need to be met. Yeah. Well, and and often it's in the place of our pain, right? Mm-hmm. The place you don't, the place you don't want to go, and that's where he starts. Exactly. But but it's the it's the baby steps thing, which I don't know about you, but I'm a uh, I don't know how many bosses have told me Rome wasn't built in a day, Andrea. Like <laughs> I have a fast forward problem, um, and so just the idea that this is progressive and it's one step at a time can be a little frustrating for me. But it's but it's exactly how it ends up playing out, and often it starts in the in the place of our of our most painful wounds um because wouldn't it make sense that a good father would want to go after that thing that's been tormenting you that's been hurting you he's like reminds me of the story of the lion with the thorn in its mm-hmm. paw you know it's like mm-hmm. he wants to go after that thing that's so glaring and hurtful and you're like jesus we'll talk about everything else don't touch my anorexia don't touch <laughs> my person that cheated on me, don't touch my bankruptcy, whatever it is, guys. So um, I feel as hard on that also that um, if you're struggling right now to connect with God, perhaps, perhaps it's in that place of pain that you've been avoiding. Mm, That's good. Do you want to pray about that? Sure. Let's do that. Father, we just thank you that you... um, you know, every single person who's going to see this broadcast. And Jesus, I just thank you that it is your goal. It is it is your heart. It is your passion to get to your kids, to set them free from this bondage of sin that was never your portion for us. So God, I just pray for courage right now, courage in Jesus' name to take that step, to push past the pain, to open the door, to crack open our hearts, God, in those places that in those places that are that's so tender that nobody gets to see. God, I ask for a supernatural anointing and courage to break open that place, that pivotal place that will set them up for a lifetime of intimacy with you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Um, I also want to talk about just parent wounds. That's um, Mm. because that's part of the problem. We can't we can't see God as a good father or and we can't see the Holy Spirit as that comforter if we have been abused, if we've been hurt if we've been rejected or neglected from our earthly parents. Again, I'm just going to say that your parents, you agreed to your parents. <laughs> it's all on. And, well, you know, when, when God said that to me, I was like, wait, you know, I felt like, what are you talking about, Willis? I'm like, what? <laughs> wait. <laughs> because it's not in my recollection. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, but if you look at it and because, goodness if i if i had like that that upbringing if i had everything that i needed would i as you said earlier in the show would i have needed god would i have looked to god would i have found god would i have surrendered so quickly to god yes so we can we can sometimes look at our our stuff as like this you know it's not fair i got you know, dealt a bad deck of cards. But see, God sees us from the day that we were born to the day that we come home. He knows every single thing that we're going to go through. But you know what? He gave us a and he gave us an angel, guardian angels. He gave us guardian angels to watch over us and to help us and to guide us. He's helped us and protected us through prayers of other people. He knows. He said to me. He said to me once. He said, Lisa. Cause he said that he calls, he says his children. And I was like, okay. And he's like, Lisa, when I say my children, they're my children. 
it's because I know the minute and the second that they're going to come back to me. Because, so I don't talk to them as if they're not mine. I talk to them as they are mine because I know exactly when it's going to happen. So why would I disown them before? It's, yeah. it's just like, you know, with the runaways, you know, when a, a child runaways run, runs away from their parent, it doesn't stop the parent from being their parent. You can't run away from your parents. You can't run away from, from what has happened, but you can run into the arms of God that you can get healing in those places so that the memories of it don't hurt so much. Yeah. That as you continue to be healed, that there isn't the repercussions that's gonna happen again. Because yes. that's no longer who you are. Yeah. It says that we become a, a new creation in Christ Jesus. And it says that it happens in the renewing of our mind. So I just felt like we were supposed to kind of pray to help people to to leave their past in their past. Yeah. And I'm not saying it to be cold hearted. I'm, I'm truly not. But there's nothing in your past but death. It's in your future. That's your life. It's in your present. That's your life, but not in your past. But God can help you to heal those wounds and can help you to move past those wounds so that yeah. you can be everything that you've been called to be. Yeah. So do you, yeah. And go ahead. Oh, no, I, we had a pastor once that was talking about how he felt guilty for his failures as a parent. And he said, God showed him like those gaps in your fathering are their pathway to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bam, like what a, what a relief as a parent, you know, um, because we know that how we parent is ultimately how they're going to picture their heavenly father. And so there can feel some pressure there. But he said, the gaps in your parenting are their pathway to me. If you were a par perfect parent, they wouldn't need me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love that so much. <laughs> but um, but the other thing for me that helped me leave my past behind what you were talking about is God told me one time that I you pass through your parents, right? You pass through them. But who puts you in that womb, right? right. Who who knits you together in there? Who That's ordained right. for your me for that gene pool to come together That's to right. produce creation that is exactly specifically you? You pass through them, but for eternity, you're God's child. That's right. Um, and that really helped me give my parents so much grace. They were wonderful parents, but like for their gaps, it's like they were doing the best they could, and I passed through them, and I'm. They're, they were honored to raise me and we will know each other for eternity, but they're not where I started. Yes. Um, I started in his heart first. Um, so uh, do you want to pray into that? I just yeah. To um, no, and I, I want you to to pray, pick up uh, where I leave off. And so, okay. so Heavenly Father, we just, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are a good, good father, Lord. I just bring, I just bring those who have been wounded by their earthly parents, Lord, for and and to help them to forgive them help them to forgive them to to just release them from the pain and from the torment that has been keeping them in bondage from moving into their future lord i ask you just to to go into those places and just to heal those wounds up lord i ask you father just to even speak to them the, in the night hours as they're sleeping that you help them to bring those things to the surface, Lord. I ask you, Father, just to send them just um, 
help and assistance in the places where they're getting stuck, Lord. That it'll either yeah. be friends it'll break, or it will be uh, pastors or, or just um, or people who just seem to be there at the right place at the right time to help break those things. So Lord, we just thank you. We thank you that you are dealing with those wounds, Lord. We thank you that they are no longer orphans, Lord, but they have been adopted and they've been grafted into your bloodline, Lord, that they came from you. They're going back to you, Lord. I ask you, Father God, just to quicken their spirit, just to remember who they are, to remember your voice, Lord, that they remember the things before they came to earth, that they remember their plans and their purposes, Lord. We just call back all of the things that they've been called to do. We put them back on track, back into the right line, and we erase that timeline where the enemy has come to distort and to distract them from the things that they've been called to do. And we say, and we're just going to push you forward into that place where you're supposed to be going, Lord. We ask you, Father God, just to come in and just to apply that bomb of Gilead, to, to supply that peace, Lord, that every single wound and bruise that has happened, Lord, that you just fill it with your perfect love, which casts out all fear, that you fill it with the forgiveness, Lord, that helps to, to keep them unstuck, Lord. Lord, that you help them and pull them out of the ditches of their past and their memories, Lord, so that they can start walking into their future. And I ask you, Father God, that you do it quickly, Lord, because time is of the essence. The time is of the essence. And so, Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you that you are good, that you've brought this up, Lord. We just thank you for the things that you are doing in their lives. And we thank you for those who are listening and those who will listen, Lord. Lord, let them get a quickening in their spirit that they say, wait, that there is, I do have a parent. I do have a parent who loves me, who loves me more than even my earthly parents ever did. That, that loves me more than even my husband or my children that loves me so much that there, I can have an overflow of love, that I can have an overflow of love. So Lord, I just ask you just fill them right now with your love. Just fill them, fill them, fill them, fill them, fill them, fill them. There you go. And just feel that peace, just feel that peace. And if you feel like things are starting to come up and you start to see people, it's a very quick, I forgive them. I forgive them. As they pop up, I forgive them, Lord. I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them. And after you're done forgiving them, you forgive yourself. Because that's one of the places we forget. We have to forgive ourselves. So, Lord, we just thank you for the healing. And we thank you, Father God, for your words. And we ask you just to, um, to seal these things by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Did you have anything? I'm like, maybe just one. <laughs> Father, Father, I just pray for a grace for your perspective. Yes. God, right now the uh, the mind binding, the eye closing, yes. the ear shutting forces of the demons of hell. God, God. we just come that in the name of Jesus. We just thank you by the power of the matchless blood of Jesus. You must bow your knee. So Father, I just thank you right now that people who have never truly heard or seen or felt your love before God, that right now in Jesus name, that you are breaking through to them. They are getting a heavenly perspective, not this, uh, not this closed shrouded darkness they've lived in for so long. God, we thank you that you are reaching your kids in this moment. 
God, in this moment. And we do thank you for a quick work. We thank yes. you for a, like a Todd White. Yes. <laughs> Fast forward. Fast forward. Bless all of these and their relationship yes. with you. Yes. May they, may they feel such fulfillment there. Yes. They never have to grasp as an orphan again. Yes. Amen. 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 And that's one of the things that I've been feeling is that like, I, you know, I'm all about healing. <clears throat> and I know that sometimes it's a process, but I don't know, lately I've been feeling like, expi like things are getting next. Yeah, it has to. Yeah. Like we don't have time to be sitting there for, you know, six, seven, you know, years trying to go for stuff. I really, no, seriously, we, it's like, I am from Jersey. I'm just saying, I'm from Jersey. We, Jersey, we, I have no, I just don't wait. I'm like, no, but, but there is like the, what, what was that prophecy? The prophecies that used to take five years, 10 years yeah. to fulfill are like the same day. Yeah. Like it's just an acceleration of time. And you guys are blessed to live in this time. You didn't have to oh, do this. Yeah. <laughs> chosen. We were chosen to be in this time. This is our time. The, the ones, the remnant that's rising. Yeah. Seriously. It, uh, you just don't understand. We're the dread champions. Say that again. That we're the dread champions. Mm. The ones that have been growing in quiet and in secret yeah. and they're being unleashed. Yes. Come on. I can. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I will also say that the, the voices, even though it looks as though it's going to be a year of silence. Mm-mm. They're going to be rising up. They're going to be shouting louder because yeah. what the enemy tries to do, God has a plan. He always has a plan. He always has something in his back pocket, <laughs> you know? So he yeah. has something. And I really believe that this is going to be the season where, where you're going to start to hear people. And it's just going to be like, oh my gosh, I just got that revelation. I just got it. And it, it doesn't matter who it is. It yeah. Matter. Because, Amen. you know, those who are kingdom, Kingdom kids, they don't need the credit. Yeah, Just come saying. on. Kingdom kids don't need the credit. <laughs> nope. Right? Because we're right. You know, if we think about it, like Andrea, honestly, if you said, you know what, Lord, I think I'm just going to sit and I'm, I'm just going to take care of my kids and I'm just going to, I'm just going to love you and just worship you. And I'm just, I'm done with this. Would God love you any less? No. 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 But our heart cry because yeah. we say, break my heart for what breaks yours. When we get that revelation inside of us, that, that makes us say, wait a second, I need to start telling people how good he is. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go yeah. little politics here. How many people do we want a red pill? Yeah. Okay, how much more would we wanna give them the Jesus pill? How Amen. much more do we wanna give them a sonship or daughtership pill? Right. I want to give crowns to women. That's my heart. I, I got give the crowns to women. I have crowns. That's what Daddy's girl is. I, I put crowns on women because every woman deserves to wear a crown. I think that I think it should be mandatory um, apparel. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think we should all be walking around with crowns. I think that we first. I think that men would treat us nicer. I do. And I think that I think more people so want to so men also walk around with swords. I'm just yeah. asking. I'm telling you. I'm going to walk around with my crown. I'm, I'm always an advocate for both genders. Right? What if what if I, we start walking around with our crown and our, uh, you know, and our nice little, you know, apparel and saying, I'm a daughter of the most high. That's my crown. Don't touch my crown. 
Yeah. You know, that's that's the whole thing. Is like if you know who you are, you don't make apologies for it. Yeah. You just are. Yeah. So the other thing before like weeks, I know you have to get going. But um the other thing I do want to do is I, I want to pray for peace and I want to pray for an awakening of the prodigals. Amen. That's kind of where my heart is. Ooh, that's weird. Okay, I just sometimes I smell stuff. I literally just smell and my kids are not smoking marijuana and I'm so far removed. But I, <laughs> as I said that, I just Somebody's smoking in Lisa's house. <laughs> no. I am like completely in the back of that. Like there's nobody that's a separate unit of the house it was built on. So you can't smell anything. I just as soon as I said that, I smelled marijuana. That's I'm just uh-huh. saying. People smoking marijuana are going to come. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to judge. I'm not trying to judge. But I was like, well, that was kind of weird. I just smelled marijuana. I, I was checking my. I was checking my hands for gold dust. Oh, were you? Oh, I love gold dust. I haven't. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to put my glasses on. I might. Um, I'm not a little. Do you? It's not nothing crazy tonight, though. Oh, come on! I want more. I haven't gotten gold dust in a while. Crazy more jesus amen right i want gold dust and um i did see some angels though hanging out angels were kind of here uh well i saw them in here i saw them in front of the the the, um tell me angels are in my house the angels are in your house actually you have three of them there's (gasps) there's okay i can't point but there's one on your left shoulder there's one on your right shoulder and then there's another one so there's two on your left and there's one on your right one is, cool. one is your guardian angel. One is um, the the um, the one who helps to give you the words. <laughs> Amen. And the yeah. other one is um, is a ministering spirit. Awesome. Yeah. I like the ministry. Come on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's what. It, oh, that's so cool. But you're getting some more angels, Andrea. You're getting some more angels because God's about to increase. Um, oh, here I go. Um, God's about to start increasing your territory. Um, he's about to start opening up some doors, doors that you thought were previously shut. God's about to start opening them again. He's actually giving you keys of how they're going to open, and he's already prepared you for them. In fact, he's been saying, he said, I'm going to give you the go, and as soon as you hear it, you're ready to run. Like You have your bags packed, and you're like ready to where, <laughs> where it's supposed to go. But I'm, I'm hearing that he's going to give you the go. And so... The other thing that uh, that I'm seeing is that there's going to be some traveling. You're going to be doing more traveling. That there is going to be, um, and God has been has been very specifically assigning you with different people. He's been connecting you with very specific people, and as you've been connected with them, you're like, okay, that one is for that purpose. That one's for that purpose. That one's for that purpose, and it's starting to kind of make sense to you. Um, and he's also saying that this is going to be, it's its going to be a new, this season is not going to be about the writing. This season is going to be more about the speaking and about the going because your heart is to go. Even though you're, you're very much a mama and you love to be home, there is something else she is going to be writing. Amy just, uh, oh, there's a scribe angel. Amy's so good. Um, there's a scribe there's angel. A scribe angel. Thank, you. Thank you. Um, but I'm seeing that there is um 
that there is a, a part of you that wants to go. You're like, you, you want to just go. You're ready to move. You're ready to, you're like, let's do this. You're like, you're, you're, you're ready. You are all ready. Um, and I also, as this thing, there's been an obstacle. I'm not going to get personal, but there's been this obstacle that's been in your place that you've been really, really praying about. And I'm seeing it finally shift. It's been a really, you've been, you've been, you've been on your knees for this, but God is saying that this thing is about what you thought was immovable is about to move. This has been a mountain that you've been dealing with for a while, but it's about, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the shift. And as soon as that shift, it's like everything breaks open. Everything breaks open. Amen. Yeah. Um, are you thinking about uh, doing another children's book? She has one. She has one children's book. Are you thinking about doing another children's book? Amy is uh, saying like a story. Uh, uh, it hasn't been on my radar, but maybe it is now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Somebody said the one that I, uh, the one that I have is going to be a series. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. So maybe Thank that's you. what it is, but maybe that's Thank what you. it is. But yeah, but um, yeah, um, I might have some other thing, but it's off camera. I can't say. Okay. I can't say here. I appreciate it very much. I feel like we totally rabbit trailed off of your, let's get, you want to get back to praying for the I peace do. I do want to pray for the peace prodigals. and the prodigals. Yes, ma'am. So I'm going to let you do okay. that. You're going to let me do that? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Father, we just come before you right now on, we're just bringing them to you, dad. We're just bringing them to you. These ones that have been so far from you, Jesus, we just thank you that that in prayer, in prayer, we petition. God, I thank you uh, for the prayers of the parents. I can yes. see them just coming up. Yes. They've been praying and they've been praying and they've been praying and these parents have not given up. And God, I just thank you for the testimony of these ones that where they have walked, where they have walked was it will be redeemed in such a way the enemy is going to rue the day he touches yes. generation. God, as these prodigals come home, they're going to be able to speak into lives, to speak into places. The marijuana smell was not a coincidence. They're going to be able to speak into these ones that are so lost because they've been lost. So what the enemy meant for harm, you, Father, will mean for good. So we just thank you that these prodigals come home. And as they come home, they're burning ones. They are burning oh, that's good. Yeah. with the fire of heaven, with um, with uh, the residue of the smoke on them because they have they have been through the fire. Jesus, I just thank you that I thank you, God, for encouraging these parents to continue to stand, to stand on the front porch. You're not back in your rocker. You are on the front porch yes. at just as Father God is because he knows they're coming. He knows they're coming. So, Jesus, we just call them home right now in Jesus' name. I just break any lie over yes. them that says they're not welcome yes. because of what I break it in Jesus' name. It says in Zephaniah 3.17 that he sings over you, that he delights in you. Yes. No matter, you are never too far gone. So God, I thank you for paving the path home. I see like a golden path home. Pave that path home that breaks off the bondage that would prevent them from coming. God, whether it's a church, whether it's a prayer meeting, whether it's a movie, whether it's a song, you are going to bring them home on this golden pathway in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. Thank you, Papa. And I just want to lift up the mothers and the fathers. So Lord, I lift up the mothers and the fathers, those who are natural mothers and fathers, those that are soon to be mothers and fathers, and those who are spiritual mother and fathers. Lord, I ask you to give them strength, to give them stamina, to give them endurance, 
to give them a heart to love the unlovable, <laughs> to stay, to be, yeah. to be patient, to be compassionate, to be good listeners and good lovers. I ask you, Father God, that they love them just the way that you love them. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you are shifting the hearts of this nation back to be mothers and fathers, that we are no longer going to be looking for money that is going to rule and reign, but we're looking for mothers and fathers who will come back into families, who will start to bring back families. Lord, I thank you for the families that are coming back. I thank you for the for the tribes that are coming together, Lord. I thank you for the unity that is coming, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, that that what has separated us before is being erased yeah. and is going to be demolished because yeah. we are going to start looking through filters of love, Lord. I thank you, Father God, that you are filling each and every person who's listening right now, that you're filling up their hearts to overflowing, that they're going to start to, to walk and to speak and to see things so differently because they are consumed by your fiery love, Lord. Woo, I'm getting hot. So Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for this time. I I thank you for your children, Lord. I thank you for the for the the visionaries, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for the prophets. I thank you for the poets. I thank you for the musicians. I thank you yeah. for the artists. I thank you for the for the authors, Lord. I thank you for the doctors and for the lawyers, Lord. I thank you for the teachers and for the police officers, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for the judges, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for all of those people who have those dreams that you are going to start bringing back those dreams into their minds that they're going to start to dream again. Lord, I thank you for the hope that is starting to arise as we are starting to rise up and to see and to have actual realization of what is truth, Lord. I thank you for your truth. I thank yeah. you for your truth. Let yeah. your truth go from the north and the south and the east and the west, Lord. Let the truth be told that you are a good father and you are looking for your children and you will do whatever you have to do to get them back. Amen. So, Lord, I just thank you for the mothers and the fathers who will stand in the gap. And I just ask you, Father God, that you bless them, that you bless them and encourage them and to send angels around them. In Jesus' mighty name. Yeah. You have something? Yeah, just real fast. Um, Father, thank you that... Um, the scripture has been prayed a lot, but this, this season is a turning of the fathers back yes. to the children, back to the fathers. Yes. God, I pray for, a, like we talked to the world, about the word desire. I pray for a divine desire for fathers to come home, for mothers to come back yes. home, to, to the pursuit of each other's hearts. God, even as we pray that our children come back and their, their hearts are turned towards us, God, I thank you for breaking off those hard places in parents' hearts that would prevent them from pursuing. In Jesus' name, we touch and agree on this promise yes. that says this will be a time when the hearts of fathers will be turned to their children and children to their fathers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, guys, so we are going to get Andrea out because <laughs> we went a little longer. But if you would like to get a great book that's going to take you from religion to relationship in 10 weeks, the transformation can happen. 10 weeks, that's, that's quick, man. You, you, can, you can get into a deeper place. And so this is something that I think, you know, we've all been misunderstood. And I think the most important one is God. 
And I think if you are trying to minister to someone, this is the perfect book to give them. So Andrea, just give us your um, your website information because we did not uh, do that if people are interested in, in getting this book. Sure, it, it's uh, andreajoy.org um, and it's linked off of there to Amazon and it's uh, there is a paperback, which you see Lisa has, but there's also an audible if you prefer to listen. There you go. And, and also, of course, Kindle. There you go. So this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Lisa. Absolutely. And we're going to have you come back, I think, the end of this month. To talk about the to, newer to book. To talk about her newer time. book. See? <laughs> Two. Two for the price of one. <laughs> All right. And if you guys haven't already, if you would like to follow Andrea Joy, she does. Um, she's on Periscope. So you can find her there. She's on Twitter. You can find her there. She does have a, uh, a Facebook page. So you can also find her there. But definitely go to her website. You want to definitely check out her book, Misunderstood. She has uh, two other books and there are more books coming. And she is going to, you're going to see to see a lot more of her i can tell you that so mwah, 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 mwah. thank you so Bye. much this was so much fun okay so hold tight andrea i'm gonna i'm just gonna put you down but um i'm gonna say goodbye so guys you want to get your copy of misunderstood you want to make sure that you go to andreajoy.org if you want to spread the joy because she is such a joy and thank you guys for uh, for tuning in. I hope that this has blessed you. And uh, just remember to go out and touch someone.